Next on BYU Sports Nation, two weeks out, the two most important stats that will determine a BYU-Utah football victor. Men's Hoops coach Mark Pope is in studio to discuss Yoli Childs, the conference schedule, and newly announced Arizona transfer Alex Barcelo, who will also join us. Plus, how the BYU defensive line may have become the surprise strength of the BYU defense this fall camp. One-on-one with Devin Kafusi. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, August 15th, wherever and however you're connected, Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is two weeks away from popping Martinelli's with all of BYU Sports Nation or maybe crying tears into all of those bottles, Jerem Jordan. Either way, you and I will be at either Rancheritos or Bam Bams at 3 a.m. that night. There will morning. be a massive either venting way. situation or a massive celebratory situation. Yeah, right? which brings us to this. Countdown to the youths. Two weeks from today, 14 days. Shout nice. out to Ty Detmer and Gifford Nielsen, two fantastic number 14s in BYU football history. Loaded show for you today as we are two weeks out. We'll take a step outside of football and bring in some BYU basketball talk. Mark Pope, the head coach of BYU Hoops, will join us as he previews the trip to Italy. Why these four games in five days are such a confidence builder and boon for the BYU basketball team as they move forward. Also, how does he feel now a few days removed from the Yoli Childs news. And what's the plan to fill in for Yoli Childs in those nine games? Who's the new guy? Alex Barcelo. He'll join us. And Devin Kafusi. Jerem Jordan goes one-on-one with a, an emerging defensive lineman star for BYU football. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. Today marks two weeks until kickoff against Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You probably heard it the first three times we mentioned it. Linebacker Isaiah Kafusi says he's a fan of what he's seeing from the BYU offense. I really am enjoying the offense. Uh, a lot of explosive plays, things that kind of we haven't seen, you know, in a while. Um, loving, loving the way that the offense is moving. I mean, Zach Wilson, the way that he can, you know, the way that he dissects and can kind of, you know, throw the, the way he just throws the ball. It's, it's unbelievable. This is not an uncommon theme from the BYU defense when they talk about Zach Wilson specifically. Fall camp hits its midway point. We'll go live on Facebook. Post-practice interviews and reaction around 8.15 Eastern, 5.15 Pacific when media availability happens. On the uh, BYU TV Sports account. BYU Hoops welcomes Arizona transfer Alex Barcelo to the program after two seasons in Tucson. Barcelo will sit out this season and have two years to play. Former ESPN Top 100 recruit was the Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year two times. Put up uh, 24 games as a senior. Not bad. The 2019-2020 West Coast Conference women's basketball schedule announced. BYU opens play December 28th on the road. Tough game at LMU. Host Gonzaga January 2nd before the students are back in school and play at St. Mary's on January 18th. Those are some notable games. BYU women's basketball, of course, finished last season with 26 wins. Second round appearance in the NCAA tournament. They beat Gonzaga in both conference matchups and clinched that spot. However, they're playing without star point guard Shaley Gonzalez, who is out with a significant knee injury. And Zach Blarity is off today in round one at the Nationwide's Children's Hospital Championship on the Corn. Ferry Tour. Blair's ranked 12th on the tour. All rise and shout. It's time again for What's Trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Two weeks away from BYU and Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And we have determined, in response to Aaron Roderick, that some stats actually are for winners. Jerem, this is a theme that we are uh, not shying away from. Specifically, what are the two most important stats in determining the outcome of the BYU-Utah game in 2019? Obviously, the score is out of this conversation. The number one thing that sticks out about BYU and Utah and stats is turnovers. Utah is so good at turning the ball over or forcing turnovers, takeaways rather, and not giving it up as much against BYU. In fact, during the eight-game losing streak, uh, BYU has been awful in turnover margin, which leads us to a quick stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. During the eight-game losing streak, BYU's minus 11 in turnover margin. In fact, in seven of the eight games, uh, BYU has not had a positive margin. The only game in which BYU was positive was 2016. BYU was plus four and still didn't win the game. The two-point conversion game. Yeah. It shouldn't have come to a two-point conversion. If you're plus four... You win 90-plus percent of those games. It's, it's probably like 98 or something crazy. So BYU just turns it over a ton. So going 18 to 2010 during the streak, uh, even last year, minus 1, plus 4, minus 5, minus 1, minus 2, minus 5, minus 1. Okay. Minus 5 twice. You guys turned it over 25 times. Minus 5 twice? In the last eight games. So don't turn it over as much. But if you do, get it back. Obviously, 2015 was minus 5. All of them in the first quarter. That was weird. Turnovers. Turnover margin. That's number one. Two. Bureau's not been able to run the ball effectively against Utah. Obviously, those stout defensive lines, uh, those good linebackers from Utah. BYU averages 2.9 yards per carry during the eight-game losing streak. It's great news, Jerem. The only time in which BYU was above four was in 2016. 5.2 yards per carry. Taysom Hill. Yeah, and Jamal, and Jamal Williams. But Jamal Williams only played half of that game. He played three quarters. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's still not good enough, right? It, it, you have to... Those two are a big deal. There are lots of stats you could look at, but those are the two that really pop out to me. You got to be able to not turn it over or and or get turnovers, and you got to be able to run the ball at a basic level. Two point nine is pathetic. Now, this is not rocket science. Uh, let's see the uh, justification of the turnover. But come on, it's no, it's straight up. Like you turn the ball over more than the other team, your chances of losing or winning that game rise exponentially. Right? Okay, so that's not rocket science. Now the second one. That has been an absolute killer for BYU and a boost for Utah's average starting field position. Now think about this. Utah's had typically, it feels like the last 10 years, at least the best kicker or the best punter in the country. <laughs> yeah, not in the matchup, in the country. Well, they, it, And it, it was proven. It, it was, there was a Ray Guy award winner, obviously. Did, did Andy Phillips and Matt Gay win it? I can't remember on Andy Phillips. Matt Gay, yes who made a 55-yarder last week. For Tampa way, Bay. In NFL. He was drafted week. in the fifth round. Then, of course, Mitch Wisnowski won it. Okay. Tom Hackett, Hunter. Mitch Wisnowski, Louis Sakota, whoever. Like, Utah has this incredible lineage of kickers and punters. And as you said. Special team's a big deal. Not, not just, like, really good. We're talking the best in the entire country. Okay. So this has resulted in a major impact and major advantage for Utah. Like if you can punt the ball 60 yards consistently and flip the field with that consistent defense that Utah has, this to me is a huge, huge statistic for BYU this year. Utah's defense is always good. They were borderline elite last year. They are 
thinking they will take the next step this year. Now, that is the conversation that intrigues me the most is you lose Cody Barton to the NFL. Chase Hansen, great player. He's also gone. You lose a starting safety, second-round draft pick to the NFL. Now there's no Manny uh, Bowen, who was the Penn State transfer playing linebacker. Is Utah's defense still going to be as good as they were last year? And can BYU's offense, with their rise and their increase, do something against that defense with better starting field position? Watch that number. BYU may have their own punter special this year with the emergence of Jake Oldroyd, who all of a sudden in fall camp is now booting the ball. And these are coaches' words on average of upwards of 58 yards to 60 yards per kick. Maybe that helps even things out. Utah does not have a proven kicker this year. That's one of their bigger question marks going they have a Yeah, they have a newish punter as well, right? So their kicking game is a question. BYU's might just be there. Average starting field position. If BYU can have a shorter field against that really, really tough defense, uh, yeah, again, not rocket science. It's going to be a huge boost for BYU. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's do we have average, uh, average starting field position better than you? So our fields are shorter. So, Greg, to put a number to what you're saying. So, Greg uh, Rubel tweeted uh, March 22, 2018. The win rate for BYU with positive average starting field position, meaning better than the opponent, 84%. The average, 2005 through 2017, by the way, uh, for FPS teams with a positive average starting field position, 71%. So, <laughs> BYU is 13% better. So, it just means that much more. Yeah, and that's all about uh, the the net punting, right? Can you kick it down the field and cover well? BYU does cover well. They've been uh, they've been a top twenty five cover team. Turnovers, field position. Yeah, and then make it happen on offense. It's not that simple. Like just drive eighty yards every every drive. No, no, no. How about drive forty seven yards or drive fifty eight yards? Yeah, I'd like that. Topic two, the Mark Pope effect is happening. Transfers are flooding into BYU, trying to bolster the program. The latest is Alex Barcelo from Arizona. He'll join us coming up. Add his name to Gonzaga's Jesse Wade, Utah Valley's trio of Jake Toulson, Richard Harward, and Wyatt Lowell. Spencer, which of these transfers at some point in the future, either this season or beyond, will have the greatest impact on BYU hoops? Now, this is an interesting question because Jake Toulson only has one more season at BYU and the other guys you mentioned will have multiple seasons at BYU. So which has the most lasting impact, even though Jake Toulson only has one season, I still think it's him. And especially because Yoli Childs is now sitting out for the first nine games. Jake Toulson can become a legend if he helps BYU survive the no Yoli games and stay on track to make the NCAA tournament. If Yoli were in the mix, then maybe I'd go somewhere else, uh, especially because BYU doesn't have a ton of depth at the big man position. I don't think it's going to be Jesse Wade or Alex Barcelo, uh, but I think Jake Toulson, because there's no Yoli for the first nine games, could light it up and put himself back in BYU legendary status. If this team gets to the NCAA tournament with Toulson and Childs, we'll remember this one forever because of the four-year absence. Like if Toulson helps take BYU back, that alone is like, oh, yeah, I remember when Jake Toulson came back and Yoli got suspended and BYU got back to the NCAA tournament and finally snapped that skid with new head coach Mark Pope. This will be a memorable BYU basketball team, and I think he can lead the charge. Yeah, the easy answer is Jake Toulson because he's the only guy that like averages above four points a game among those guys, right, having played. Yet Jake is the oldest, the upperclassman in this. Yeah, I think it's Jake Toulson. Perhaps one of these guys will be a better player at some point in the future. Right now, uh, they're still in development, right? 
Jake Toulson is a guy that was the conference player of the year in his conference. That's the best you can do, right? Um, he was a 180 guy. We've talked about it. That you combine in your field goal, free throw, and three-point percentage to at least 180. There were just a handful, 10 or 15 of those guys uh, last year in college basketball, which is pretty wild. He's an excellent shooter, um, and he could have an impact. You're right. If BYU makes the NCAA tournament, we'll remember this team. We'll say, okay, that was the team that broke the streak. Just as in, uh, although it doesn't have as meaningful an impact, I think, with the fan base, uh, who was the co- Zach Wilson all timer because he broke the streak? Yes, right? yes. But whether his career is crazy successful or not, you'll be that will be one of the things we talk about. Like Tanner Mangum, what do we talk about? The Hail Marys, like that's the thing, right? You want to have a thing, and uh, Zach Wilson and Jake Toulson could have a thing. The first nine games of the season have now become kind of the TJ Haas Jake Toulson party at the BYU backcourt will be a huge part of determining if BYU's a legitimate contender to get into the NCAA tournament when Yoli Childs returns. Yeah, they're not legit unless they prove it. Like, no one thinks that BYU should get into the NCAA tournament except for, like, Andy Katz. He's the only one that's said nationally, yeah, I think BYU could be in the NCAA And that was before the Yoli Childs news broke, right? Right, and I would like an update on that, right? So this will be, and BYU knows it. Like, the team knows, you know what, even if Yoli was healthy... This is going to be a challenge. But you have some of these guys who have played at other programs who are coming in. Jesse Wade's experience at Gonzaga was limited on the court, but that, that's a guy that went to the Final Four. So he's, he's seen what it takes to win the league and to win in the tournament, right? And that's all great. And now it's his time uh, to shine. T.J. Howe is a guy that's really hungry um, to prove himself. He's the last lone peak three guy left. Like, where'd everybody go? If, if BYU can uh, get to the NCAA tournament, there's some there. Zach Selyus and Dalton Nixon. Dalton Nixon went to the NCAA tournament as a freshman. He's the only guy on the team, I think, that's been to the tourney besides Jesse Wade. I guess those two, right? So this is a group that's hungry. And we're seeing this with football and basketball, and I like it. Two groups that feel like they have something to prove, that there's a sense of urgency, and they're putting in the work to make it what Yoli Child said, a memorable season, and that's what you hope, right? There's lots of different ways you could define memorable, but I expect BYU basketball to be competitive, to have new energy, new life. They have ambitious goals, yet they're realistic about what they can do, and it's going to be a challenge without Yoli Childs for the first nine, but that's something that uh, they'll embrace and get after. Eight months from now, I would love nothing more than to be discussing on BYU Sports Nation the breakers of streaks that, and the guys awesome. that led them there. That'd be great. Overnight legends. I'm telling you, like they will become legends. Ten-year overnight happens. success stories. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it takes time. It takes time. Our question of the day: Back to BYU football. Outside of the final score, what are the two most important stats for BYU football to focus on in two weeks against Utah? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Tana Chris answers on Twitter. Turnovers. Yep. And sacks slash tackles for loss. Utah is too good at turning turnovers into points, so ball security has to be a priority. Zach Wilson's health also uncertain as he has yet to take a hit with that shoulder. As such, the offensive line, tight ends, and running backs have to make protecting him a priority. Yeah, it's, listen, it's okay to turn it over. You just need to turn it over more than the other team. That's the point, right? It, if you never turn the ball over, I don't think you're aggressive enough. I, th- I think you need to push it down the field, take some shots, right? Tight end threw it. Like, BYU turned it over several times against Miami in the first half, yet won the game in 90. 
It's not like BYU was like, okay, we got to play this like close to the. No, no, no. If you're going to beat a good team, you got to take some chances. Yeah, and not all turnovers are created equal because sometimes a ball gets intercepted right before halftime and you know, on a Hail Mary pass to the goal line. Yeah. Like, oh, a turnover! If it, if it leads to points or different starting field posi- position. That's the sure. thing. Yeah. How many points do these turnovers lead to? And not all turnovers are created equal. However, there is correlation with winning the turnover battle and typically winning this game. Yeah. Coming up, Arizona transfer Alex Barcelo is in studio while he chose to leave the Wildcats for the Cougars. But first, the head ball coach of BYU basketball, Mark Pope, back in Studio B. What does he think about the West Coast Conference schedule that was recently released? And what's the plan with no Yoli Childs? He's here to answer the hard questions. Does he look worried? He's in a staring contest right now. He does not look worried. Oh, there you go. Okay. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki starts a dance-off between football, women's soccer, and the Cougarettes. Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram tonight. Dab it up. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We now welcome into Studio B, once again, the head coach of BYU basketball, Mark Pope, who's preparing for a tour of Italia and the Leaning Tower of Pizza, among other things. Coach, how are you feeling before Italy? I'm good, but I'm, I'm really upset I didn't get in the dance-off yesterday. We were stuck. We were doing our, uh, you know, fan fest thing, mm-hmm. meeting people in the dance-offs. I'm trying to get over there, couldn't get over there. Really disappointed. Just get in a dance battle in uh, one of those famous courtyards in Italy somewhere. Can we come on studio and do a dance-off right here one time? (laughs) Jump up on the table. We'll just break it out. It'd be freaking genius. Hey, if if you'd like to do a dance-off right now and show us what you got, you're welcome. I mean, the cameras are rolling, so you you tell us. Oh, no. We're trying to increase the ratings here. (laughs) Oh, now you're shy. (laughs) You don't want to compete against the Cougarettes, though, right? The Cougarettes are legit. No, I'll I'll take on the Cougarettes. I'm not scared of the Cougarettes, You ain't scared of the Cougarettes? I don't don't have... uh, uh, I don't have a lot of dance skills, but I have a lot of enthusiasm. This, so, this we know. Yes, we do. Yes. Okay, we'll get to the specifics of the trip to Italy in just a bit, but we want to address the Yoli Child situation with you here in studio. Unfortunate on so many levels. I mean, we let our frustrations out loud and clear last week, and I know that you have turned over every rock and you've appealed everything, and it, it just doesn't seem like the NCAA is going to budge. We had Jay Billis on the show last week, and he voiced uh, his concern with the NCAA. Where do you stand a week later? If you can't control it, what, what now? Well, listen, our job is, is two things. You know, you go through a process like this and you learn a lot, right? And the first thing we learn is this, this Yoli Childs is extraordinary, okay? Um, you know, in this landscape of college athletics, where we see reports like we did that came out yesterday um, that are naming all kinds of players and all kinds of situations where everybody's running and ducking, hiding, Yoli Childs, when, when we started having these conversations several months ago about him coming back and we started looking into like the new legislation and where things fell, Yoli was coming in. He's like, hey, I'm not hiding. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm bringing everything forward, and we're going to go through this process, and we're going to be completely forthright and honest and see where we end up. And that takes, a, that takes some real internal fortitude from a young man who understands all the complications of what he's about to go through and, and, and was saying, I am going to roll this way. His integrity is that important to him. And, and that's a credit to him, and it's a credit to this university, and it's a credit to the things that, that, that we do here. And so I, I couldn't be more proud of him. Um, 
And so he just he just showed again that he's an extraordinary young man that, that lives by a code that's really important to him. And um, that's very uncommon, actually. And then the second thing that, that we're focused on right now is we have to find some way. And we talk about this all the time now. We have to find some way that by the time he gets to the end of this season, uh, that as painful as this is to sit out all these games for him and for the team, that we get to the end of the season and we're like, you know what, as awful as that was, it turned out to be something that was better for us. And so there's a number of ways that we can do that and approach that, and that's what we're working on, and that's the focus. Let's talk about that a little bit because those first nine games, there's some challenging games in there, including the Maui Invitational and whatnot. Yeah. And when the non-conference comes out, you'll see which games those yeah. are for sure. But um, the front court's, a li- I guess, a little thin in terms of who's, who's down there, right? Uh, you could say Dalton Nixon and Gavin Baxter and Colby Lee are the guys, right? Yeah, those are the guys. And, and uh, you know, listen, we, have, we do have veterans on this team. We have guys that have been through it before. and uh, We have, uh, you know, this Kobe Lee is going to be a really good player for us. He's going to be really good. Gavin Baxter is in the early stages of becoming a star, and Dalton Nixon's a proven commodity. And um, so, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go battle, and this team's going to grow, and, and we're going to become better and, and, uh, and really compete. And, um, you know, for us, the whole trick is, at the end of this season, how good can we be when we when we – you know, go to Vegas and jump in this WCC tournament. How good are we, right? That's the whole, the whole kind of plan in action is to see what we can become. And, and this is actually going to be a, a beneficial time for us to see how, how quickly we can grow. In terms of lineups, with Yoli gone, how much does a guy like Zach Selyus step in to shore up things if you want to go with the small lineup and four guys around the perimeter? Yeah. Well, certainly it makes, us, uh, it makes us smaller. It makes us less physical. Uh, it makes us more of an open offense. Um, we'll probably try and play maybe even a little bit faster, although in, in you know the two weeks of practice we've been able to have since Italy, Yoli Childs is running the floor like a madman. It's been unbelievable. But I think it gives us some opportunity to maybe try some different things and play some different ways. And uh, we're going to need uh, a guy like Zach Sellis to step up and be great, and I think he will. I think he's due for a big-time senior season. I think he's going to have a special year. Since the beginning of the summer when we first got here, he's been working working so hard on several different facets of his game. And so I expect guys like that to step up and, and, and be great. West Coast Conference portion of the schedule is out. Uh, you have a bye in the first week and then a bye in the second to last game. So you play a long – you're the only team to play seven straight weeks. What do you think of the schedule? I like the schedule. Um, I, I think it's going to be good for us. I think it's, it's really challenging. Our conference is challenging. I think when these schedules come out, you know, I think all – every single team in the league – looks at the schedule and be like, oh, if we only had this. But, you know, it is what you have before you. And, and so the, the, the trick is to, is to read it in a way that is advantageous to our program. And, and, and that's what we're doing. And we're really excited about it. How do you read it being advantageous? Well, listen, I I, I don't hate it. I mean, I don't hate us uh, at the beginning of the season having a little breathing space, at the beginning of the regular season having a little breathing space because we are just going to have uh, finished a grueling non-conference schedule. And then this WCC tournament for us is everything. And so for us to have a chance at the end of the year to have a little bit of breathing room to kind of freshen up and get ourselves back, I don't hate that either. So I think, I think the bookended uh, feature of the season for us is going to be really good. BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Nation. The official announcement of a transfer Alex Barcelo from the University of Arizona to BYU goes down yesterday. What can you tell us about the new guy? 
Well, I, I love this kid. Um, I think he's a he's I think he's an explosive player. Um, I got to watch him a lot as a prep when he was in high school in the AU circuit, and uh, and you just watch him and you're like, man, you imagine if you got a chance to coach this this young man. Um, he uh, he's a he's an explosive athlete. Uh, he really has the ability to guard. He can really keep the ball in front of him and actually uh, apply a lot of pressure. He's a, he's an explosive scorer. Um, he's a he's a, he's a, he's a little bit pesky defensively, like this fly that's yeah, this, there's a fly this run right around now, yeah. here. Yeah. It's I right in my right in my face right yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> but listen, I th- and I, he's a, he's a beautiful human being, right? Um, he's he's uh, weathered some storms in his athletic career and his personal life, and and um, like we all have, and and uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna I think by the by the time it's all said and done, he's gonna be a fan favorite here at BYU. I'm really excited for him to get, to get him on the court. Yeah, big-time player out of Arizona. Is he a potential T.J. Haas replacement at point guard next year or combo guard with Jesse Wade? In the well, future? listen, we lose T.J. T.J.'s – T.J. – this T.J. Haas is a freak, man. So I actually had him in the office. Uh, so we were off yesterday, but we practiced Monday, Tuesday, and after Monday we'd been through a week of practice. And I brought him in the office and we talked about some things. I'm like, man, I'm surprised this is not really working well, that's not working well. And T.J. was like, no, those things are all fine. And then in practice on Tuesday, he made all of those things fine. And every time he made them fine, he looked over at me. <laughs> He's like, I told you, it's all fine. I mean, this TJ Hawes is He's- a rare talent. I, actually, I'm, like, it's been really fun to coach him in some real practice right now. I, I love this young man, and he's going to be special. So we're going to lose him. And, and it's going to be important that we find guys that can step in and, and kind of carry that torch. And I think Alex certainly is talented enough to do it. And, and I think he's hungry to do it. And, he, you know, we're going to bring in some more help for him in the backcourt. And, and uh, it's going to be fun. BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope on BYU Sports Nation. What does every BYU fan need to know about this Italy trip? Um, well, we're playing four games in five days, which I'm really excited about. And we have no idea what we're going to see. It's, it's interesting as we kind of watch these teams that we're going to play. Uh, you, know, um, uh, you know, Minnesota uh, beat a team by 30, and then the, two nights later Miami barely beats them by three, right? So it's going to be all over the map. Um, we're excited to go. We actually have uh, the last three weeks, Dr. Haraguchi, who is a professor on campus, has come lectured, given our guys an hour lecture on what they're about to see in Italy for three weeks. Nice. So our guys have learned a bunch of uh, Italian phrases that are important. Uh, they are now could all eloquently describe some of the artistic features of the, of the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Um, and uh, so w- w- this has been really educational. We're, I'm so excited. So excited. Yeah. Have you been to Italy? I have. I went to Italy. Um, well, I, I played in there. I played a couple years overseas, so I played there a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but um, the only time I spent extended time was when I, the year before my senior year at Kentucky, we took our foreign tour to Italy. And I still have PTSD from it. <laughs> what, what happened? It was so hard. So literally, we would get up in the morning. We would go practice for two or three hours. And coach was just drilling us, crushing us. You'd roll out of there and be exhausted, and there's no air conditioning in the gym. I mean, it was just miserable, right? We'd get on a bus. He might drive us like we would drive to the Coliseum and just drive around the Coliseum in a bus, and then we'd go back to the gym. I kid you not, it was so brutal. It was was so terrible. So... So I'm not going to really roll that way on this trip, but it's going to be fun. Is that torture? You're like, oh my win? No, no. You didn't want to go in. You actually wanted to go rest. 
One time we went to, uh, we actually were in Verona, and so we had to take this, like, it was a quarter of a mile walk to get to this statue that we were going to see. Okay. First of all, it seemed like it was a 10-mile walk because you're so exhausted, like you're just dead. So we went there, turned around, walked back to the bus. I mean, that was basically our, what we saw in Italy. It's a super famous statue. It's like, yeah, it's great, coach. Let's go sit on the bus. Back to oh, practice. Man. Let's go sit on the bus. Well, hopefully the guys have a better uh, trip than you did. Yeah. No, it, it, we're going to have a great trip. Uh, it's going to be a safe trip. Um, we're taking every every uh, you know every precaution we can to keep everybody safe, and and uh, it's gonna it's gonna be really fun. And everyone is eligible to play, correct? We get to play the whole roster, so all the red shirts. Everybody's everybody. playing. So Wyatt gets to play, Rich gets to play, Alex gets to play. Alex is uh, Alex said he's gonna go put on a show, so we're really excited. Okay, about and of course Yoli Childs will play. Yoli Childs well. gonna play. Yoli's gonna put on a show, and and uh, it's gonna be really fun. We can't wait to get there. Okay, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your tour of Italy. Yes. We need some BYU Sports Nation karma to get rid of this fly-in studio B as well. <laughs> tour of Italy is also a thing you can get at Olive Garden, by the way. That's yeah, a, that's I actually, yeah. When, I, when I was actually working out and I could eat carbs, I would crush the Tour of Italy. The tour of Italy is great. I would crush yeah. the Tour of In fact, if we could get, do we have a sponsorship with? We can talk to somebody. Work on with that. Olive Garden? We, we know work, people. Let's work on if, it. If you, you guys get, get in touch with Olive Garden, let's do this. We will do a, a social media blitz every single day. <laughs> From Italy. We're doing the Tour of Italy. You can eat the Tour of Italy at Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Coach, great have, to catch up Have with a great you. trip. Right, We're going to sneak on that plane. Coming up, how's the defensive line shaping up? My one-on-one with Devin Kafusi. But first, you can all meet the new guy for BYU basketball. Transfer from the University of Arizona. Two-time Arizona Player of the Year, Alex Barcelo in studio. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We just talked to the head basketball coach, Mark Pope. If you missed that conversation, download the podcast. And if you missed our headlines, just pay attention right now because we're going to do it again. Starting with this, today marks two weeks until kickoff between BYU and Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The Utes expected to be a top 15 team when the AP poll is released. Bring it on. Let's go. Linebacker Isaiah Kafusi of BYU says the offense and Zach Wilson's throws have really stood out to him during this fall camp process. I really am enjoying the offense. Um, a lot of explosive plays, things that kind of we haven't seen, you know, in a while. Um, Loving, loving the way that the offense is moving. I mean, Zach Wilson, the way that he can, you know, the way that he dissects and can kind of, you know, throw the, the way he just throws the ball, it's, it's unbelievable. There's your favorite phrase, Jerem, explosive plays. Yeah, let's go. Brought to you Push by it. Isaiah Kafusi. Practice continues tonight. Hits the midway point. We'll go live on BYU TV Sports' Facebook page with post-practice interviews and reactions around 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 5.15 Pacific. Media availability. Don't miss it. Yuri Hoops welcomes Arizona transfer Alex Barcelo to the program after two seasons in Tucson. Barcelo will sit out this season, have two years to play. He's a former ESPN Top 100 recruit, Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year twice, put up 24 games as a senior. The 2019-2020 West Coast Conference women's basketball schedule announced. BYU will open play December 28th at LMU. They'll then host Gonzaga January 2nd, huge game, and play at St. Mary's. On January 18th, always a tough place to play. BYU Women's Hoops finished last season with a 26-7 record, beating Gonzaga in both conference matchups and clinched the spot in the NCAA tournament. It's on your mic flag. It's, right, it's on your face. I know. I'll get it. Focus. We need a fly sweater. It'll, it'll someone, land. We'll get, get it. get a fly sweater. Okay. I am focused on the fly. 
Zach Blair tees off today in round one of the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship on Corn Ferry Tour. Blair is ranked 12th on the tour. We're going to get it by the Mr. end of the show. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah. Get the chopsticks, Mr. Miyagi. Let's go. <laughs> Joining us now in Studio B, the new guy for BYU basketball. Following up as head coach, Alex Barcelo. Alex, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, tell us, uh, take us on a path of how this happened. I mean, you're the two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in Arizona out of Chandler. Had offers all over the place. You chose Arizona, and now you're at BYU. Why BYU now at this point in your basketball career? Honestly, I mean, U of A is a great school, um, and I'm very thankful for them giving me that opportunity. But um, I had some life-changing experience that that have happened to me, and uh, I kind of took that leap of faith and, you know, decided to start a new beginning for myself and, and, you know, try try to find what I needed in, in my life right now. And, um, and I mean, as, as I went through the process and going through all the schools, BYU just stuck out to me over everyone because just the people here, I mean, the, the guys were so welcoming. Um, and you could just see that they really fought for each other. A lot of them haven't uh, been together for very long, but, I mean, you could really tell that they really care about each other. They're genuine people, and the coaches push us hard. They care about us on and off the court, and... Um, I mean, that's exactly what I was looking for, so I'm so thankful to be here. How did this conversation start with BYU? <clears throat> How did it enter your mind? Maybe BYU. Did, did someone reach out? Did, did you have someone tell you, a friend or family member, hey, think about BYU? How'd this uh, begin? Well, um, we played Utah Valley uh, at Arizona, and then so the coaches have known me like from watching me in the club circuit, um, and they reached out to me once I uh, put my name in the transfer portal. And they were just constantly talking to me, and I just saw how much they believed in me, and it spoke words to me. And, uh, I mean, I think that this is the, the best opportunity for me and the best decision because it not only will make me the best basketball player but also the best man that I can be. What kind of a basketball player are you? What skill set do you bring specifically to BYU basketball? I love watching my teammates score. So if I can make a nice pass and them get a bucket, whether it's a three or a buzzer beater or a layup or a dunk, I mean, I I just love watching my guys have fun and enjoy the game together. And uh, I love winning. So, I mean, and and everybody loves that here too. So (laughs) I'm excited. So we're all on the same page. (laughs) That's the word, right? Just win, baby. Uh, Is there a guy in the NBA or in college basketball that you've watched where you patterned your game after a little? I like watching Damian Lillard, just, I mean, his composure, how he holds himself during the games. I mean, every shot that he shoots, it's like he's shooting in the gym by himself, whether it's a buzzer beater or a, an easy layup or a floater, he's always got the same composure about him. Do you what? have the meme capability of Damian Lillard? Yeah, like if there's a pile and you make a buzzer beater and you wave, can you hold your face still and not be excited? <laughs> I, honestly, I'm very emotional, so I'll probably be screaming if that happens, <laughs> getting the crowd involved. Yeah. Defensively, Mark Pope mentioned that you're really good on ball as a defender. Um, what does it take to be a great defender in college hoops? Effort. Um, I mean, I, I try to give 100% effort every play and uh, just work as hard as I can for the guys behind me. I mean, it's all a collective group and we're all working together. So if I'm working hard, I, I know my teammates are going to be working hard because they're going to see me and, I mean, we'll all work together. So. With the NCAA transfer rules comes the challenge of not being able to play in a game that actually hits the record sheet. So how are you approaching this challenge of, man, you want to play with you guys, but you're going to be in practice and you're going to have to help out those ways before you can actually get on the court in that BYU uniform? Um, 
I mean, I'm just trying to be the best teammate possible, pick my guys up, be encouraging, be positive, bring that positive mindset every day in practice. Um, I love competitive, competitiveness, competing, um, making everyone better, you know, pushing them through hard times. And there is a waiver process. Um, if I could potentially play, I mean, I'd, I'd love to do that. But if, if not, I mean, I'm going to be that guy on the bench supporting them, screaming. Hopefully we can make it on some of the best uh, bench celebrations for the, for the year. <laughs> Have you talked to Jake Toulson about this? Yes. Are you aware of yeah. his yeah. shenanigans a few yeah. years ago? Yeah. It feels like it's been eight years since that. It, I mean, it's three or four. It's right? been a while. Three yeah. or four. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, exactly. Um, you seem like a super positive guy. What, where does this come from? Is it, your, is it your family? Is it just something inherent in you? you you got, you have a lot of energy. I like um, it. I mean, I just I think that positivity is the best thing. You know, it keeps you smiling, and and I love to smile. I love to see people around me smile. So I'm I'm a jokester. I mean, I, it takes a little bit for me to warm up, but once I warm up, I'm pretty goofy, and I love to make people laugh. I mean, growing up, I always loved making my sisters laugh, and then I met my girlfriend in in my senior year of high school, and. I mean, she's she's the love of my life, and, and she just brought the best out in me. And, I mean, I just I want to keep that mindset for, for the rest of my life. What's her name? Zoe Simpson. Zoe Simpson? Shout out to Zoe. Is, is, she, <laughs> is she a fan of the move to BYU? Oh, she is such a fan, yeah. Is she from Arizona as well? Yes. Okay. Well, no, she's from Chicago, but she goes to school in Tucson. In Tucson. Yes, gotcha. so she's there now. Gotcha. Yes. Is that going to be hard? She's in Tucson, you're in Provo? No, I mean, I... I, I know how I feel about her, and she knows how she feels about me. So He's in love, Spence. Yes, He's sir. In love. <laughs> wonderful feeling. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, right. let's yep. continue this conversation with Alex Barcelo. Yes, he's a man in love. That's why he's got the smile on all <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm playing the game that I love. I have no complaints. <laughs> her name's Zoe. What's the order? Heart emojis. What's the order? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Alex, uh, aside from meeting the love of your life and, and having that in place and being at BYU, um, when you look at Mark Pope, I mean, he's a guy that clearly has made his love manifest for you. He's, he loves you as a player. What, what is it like to play for a guy like Mark Pope in the limited time that you've had with him as your coach? Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's just on and off the court. He's the best. I look at him as, I mean, a role model to me. He's such a phenomenal guy, and he really brings the best out in everybody on the court and even the coaching staff. You know, he, he knows what every guy needs. And that's something that's very important as a head coach. You know, he knows how to handle everybody. And he played at, in the NBA, and those are my aspirations and goals. And I believe that he can push me to be there. And then also he could push me to be the best man because he has a great relationship with his wife, and, and I look forward to, to being that in my future. Can red shirts travel? Like, can you, do you know yet? Because the Maui Invitational is this year, and that'd be fun, right? Oh, my gosh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> I, I hope we're allowed to, but. Yeah. At least Italy. Yes, Italy. And, and we noticed conveniently that you didn't show up for the first week of practice, <laughs> but that you showed up the week of the Italy game. It's great. That's really interesting. Great timing. Blame <laughs> <laughs> it on Zoe, right? Yeah. Zoe Extra said I couldn't come up to Provo yeah. until uh, whoa, whoa, the week whoa, before you're Italy. Dating. You can't be telling me. You can't be telling yet. No, that's later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This, yeah. is not, this is not a bad year for travel. Yeah. If, if you do have to sit out, hopefully it's Maui. You get Italy, of course. Um, you, Mark Pope told us you expect to put on a show in Italy. What does that mean? Well, what kind of was show that a true are you quote or was that on? Mark's hopes? No, that's a true quote. Okay. I've expressed to him, I mean, okay. obviously I didn't get the playing time that I, that I felt like I, I wanted at U of A, but, um, I mean, I've been working every single day, you know, 
trying to, to be the best basketball player that I can be. And, and I have a lot of emotion in me, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out. So I'm excited to step on that court and, and give it my all. I think your only childs will have some emotion as well. You guys will have to... Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully we can get everyone, everyone else everyone having that emotion. Yeah, yep. sure. Um, you're listed at number four for this season. You had, tw- what, 23 at Arizona? Is four yes. your number? Uh, no, that's just my number for now. I'm, I'm kind of going to decide my number just for practice Kay. right now. Because you had 23 at Arizona, right? Yes. Evan Troy's a senior, so 23 in theory is available the year you start playing. So that's I want to be 23. <laughs> that's good timing. Yeah. It's not a it's not a non-senior. Yeah, so that's good. I grew up watching Space Jam. So oh, Michael yeah. Jordan's been my idol. Uh-huh. And I mean, I've worn that number my whole life. So okay. I want to keep that rolling. Space Jam 2 is filming right now. Really? Yeah. Do you think With that it's going to be better? No, 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 no. Yeah, can, can you beat the OG? No. no. See, that's I what was, I say. That's yeah, a, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I, I was hoping Jimmer Fredette would be the token white guy in the corner on it, but it's he's not in it. Yeah. Okay, for all of our shoe dogs out there, you're a Jordan guy. What's your favorite pair of Air Jordans? Concord Elevens. The Concord Elevens. Very specific. Yes. Without hesitation. Wow. Yes. And I actually haven't even got them yet. I want to get them. So okay. I have a pair of 11s right now, the bread 11s, but I want The breads, the yes. black and red. Yes. Okay. okay. Ta- the breads. Yes. <laughs> Talk to Dalton Nixon. He's, okay. he's a uh, huge he, he's, he's shoe. Yeah. He was telling me about that yesterday. I, I'm going to yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to him. Yeah, Major. Exactly. You were so compelling that we're going to pocket our Devin Kafusi interview. Yeah, we'll air it tomorrow. tomorrow. We're gonna, you know what? You, you were that good. Yeah. Your <laughs> love story was that good that you pushed another guest. Love of basketball oh. and Zoe. Man, I'm just so happy to be here. Thank you, guys. We're excited to have you. Thank you. Do you mind signing our flag? Of course. That'd be all right. Let's give, uh, let's give Alex the BYU Sports Nation karma. Absolutely. Basically, good luck. To go put on a show in Italy. Well, put on a show. And hopefully we get some good gelato. Okay. Yes. yes. So, exactly. so gelato. Gelato. Just give the man some Concord 11 Jordans and some gelato. <laughs> and get and some buckets happy. and some great photos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank okay. you for having me. Coming up, BYU's number two at what? Wait, what? Uh, yeah, and as mentioned, we'll hear Jerem's one-on-one with Devin Kafusi tomorrow, but more on Mark Pope's positive outlook in the West Coast Conference schedule next. Is this the year that BYU gets back on track against Gonzaga? This is BYU Sports Nation. In a word, yes. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After football practice 14 today, watch post-practice interviews and recap at 8.15 Eastern, 5.15 Pacific on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Our question of the day about football outside of the final score, what are the two most important stats for BYU to focus on in two weeks away from Utah? Okay? At Joe Brady, 12 answers on Twitter. Points off turnovers and time of possession. We need to force turnovers and capitalize on them. And BYU has to keep their offense off the field. Yeah, well, well, time possession is kind of an older metric to me. That doesn't matter as much. Like, with these up-tempo offenses, if you score in a short amount of time, that's fine. You want to give the defense a rest. There's some balance, certainly, there. But it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, where it was like, let's keep that team off the field. Depends on the game. Yes. I, I think against Wisconsin, BYU's game plan was perfect. Tanner Mangum was, what, 8 of 9 in the game, and BYU had some good possession there. That was, that was a, a good game plan for that game. Against Utah, I don't feel like it's as big a deal. Although, yeah, if you dominate time possession, that can certainly be a good thing. Average starting field position to me is just critical against the Utes. And that defense 
BYU can have some short fields and take advantage? Come on. Let's go. And not turn the ball over plus five? <laughs> Twice in the uh, current eight-game losing streak? That's, they're a minus five? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Here's, see the, all that red? That's the negative part. Yeah. That's when BYU was negative. Not good. Not good. What is garbage? Hey, what is good? We just talked to Mark Pope and Alex Barcelo of BYU Basketball, the new guy transferring from Arizona. Man, he's excited. I love it. Yeah, no, the enthusiasm, the optimism, the positivity. It's great. great. Holy cow, the guy's got heart emojis in his eyes. A lot of of energy for BYU, (laughs) for basketball, for Zoe. It's great. (laughs) I remember those days. Hey, now some real talk. Mark Pope said, it's all about how good are we when we get to the West Coast Conference Tournament. Sure. BYU hasn't won a conference tournament championship since 2001. It's been almost two decades. You think Mark Pope knows that? Absolutely. How good is BYU when they get to Las Vegas, and how will they match up with teams like Gonzaga and St. Mary's? When you have one shot, one chance, how St. Mary's got in the NCAA tournament this year. They pulled the stunner of stunners, and they beat Gonzaga. That's how they got in. Yeah, certain, and that's everybody's opportunity, right? But realistically, there's only two or three teams that can win that tournament every year. It's, it's the big three, right? There's, there, Portland can't win the tourney. Pacific can't win the tourney. Pepperdine can't win the tourney. I hope they post this in their locker room. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> there's only three teams that can win that tournament. And realistically, there's only two, unless BYU changes history. And that history you just outlined, 2001, it's been forever. BYU hasn't done it. It's a new era. There's new life, new feeling, right? I would love to go into Vegas and feel like BYU is in a good position should they get to Tuesday night's title game, that if they get there, that they could be in at-large. That's the hope. Because there's no guarantees that BYU is going to win this tourney. But there are, uh, it's not a guarantee, but you at least feel better if BYU has a good regular season uh, in spite of those nine games and is in, in a position to be considered. But if BYU doesn't make the tourney this year, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I, even if with the Yoli Child's nine-game suspension, which I know should probably damper some of those expectations, but I think this is a good team, good, uh, new staff that's a tough schedule. If they don't make the tourney but they're really competitive and we see them go a long way, it, that'll be an improvement. But you lose this group that's yeah. special. It's it, that's tough. How many if you times don't you're going to get the WAC conference the player of the year coming over for his final year? Yoli Childs does what nobody thought he would do, and he doesn't go pro, and he comes back to BYU. Like it, it just feels like we're all in. Yes, we're all in on BYU getting back to the tournament this year. And if they don't, oh well, it just is really tough with that nine game suspension. Now it's, it's really hard. It's brutal. Coming up, who took it to the Idaho Falls Chuckers? <laughs> We'll tell you. You've been wondering. It's one of our best teases ever. Mm -hmm. Plus, which two former Cougars crossed home last night? This is BYU Sports Nation. What? I don't even know what. what. (laughs) Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope, and the newest member of his team, transfer guard Alex Barcelo. Show's on demand via the podcast and BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. We're two weeks away from the Utes and Cougars to open the season. Practice number 14 goes down later today. Watch post-practice media interviews and a recap around 8.15 Eastern, 5.15 Pacific. Men's basketball. BYU basketball welcomes Arizona transfer, two-time Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year, Alex Barcelo to the program after two seasons in Tucson. He'll sit out this season, have two years remaining to play starting in 2020-2021. 
The former ESPN top 100 recruit was an Arizona, again, Gatorade player there twice, averaged 24 points a game as a senior. Women's basketball. West Coast Conference schedule is out. BYU plays LMU December 28th to open league play. The Cougars host Gonzaga January 2nd and return to Spokane on February 1st. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair has his PGA Tour card for the next five years, but currently playing in round one at the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. Blair is ranked 12th of all the Corn Ferries on the Corn Ferry Tour. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) What's next? I don't know. Cougars in the minors. (laughs) Colton Shaver had two hits, a run, and an RBI, and a double-A in double-A for the Corpus Christi Hooks to beat the Frisco Rough Riders. D.C. Clawson was the guy who went two for four with an RBI and an Orem Owls six to five win over the Idaho Falls Chuckers. It was D.C. that took it to the Chuckers. Got him. Today's rise and shout outs now. Jaron, for me, I'm giving it to another minor league baseball team. This tweeted out by at Jason D. Schwartz. An incredibly tough loss for the Jet Hawks of Lancaster tonight as they end up on the wrong side of a once in a lifetime type comeback. Lancaster was leading Lake Elsinore 13-3 to in the ninth inning with two outs and two strikes and a runner at first. Whoa. Lake Elsinore comes back to win 14-13 in 10 innings. Wow. They were down by 10 runs with two outs and two strikes. Oh, man. In the ninth inning. What a comeback. Baseball. Mine goes to BYU, ranked second in social media engagement on Twitter, according to the Higher Ed Social Media Report, number six overall with Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're number two. Sweet. That is pretty awesome that's to be number six gift. overall. Yeah, yeah I, saw that, some, I just created a meme that's really bad. I saw some <laughs> I saw some BYU fans thanking Utah fans for helping BYU climb all the way to number two on Twitter. <laughs> and other our, groups. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Outside of the final score, what are the two most important stats for BYU to focus on in two weeks against Utah? At Razor Coog says, number of pick sixes and the average height of Coach Satake's vertical leap on chest bumps. Maybe the same number. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time. Well, there's correlation between chest bumps and BYU doing good things. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Leon White. We'll see you for BYU TV Sports Facebook post-practice reaction at 815.